Friday afternoon, welcome in. It's Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint in the Lee Company studio here in Columbia. I'm Chris Yow, joined as always by Maurice Patton, and it is a great Friday, fantastic football coming your way, both high school, college, and pro, all weekend long. So we're going to get you psyched and ready for it. Today, we've got John Bryce of footballscoop.com. He's going to talk a little college football with us ahead of our picks, where we pick 10 of the biggest games from across the country against the spread. Also, we've got our weekly Nashville Sound segment. Today, we'll visit with Brewers number five prospect, Tyler Black, and former Wright State standout, and who, who once homered against Tennessee in that. <laughs> I was wondering if he was involved in that. He was, ball. in fact. <laughs> uh, so maybe we'll ask him about that. We'll also talk with uh, Terry McCormick and get our daily Titans update from him at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. So all of that coming your way and much, much more here on the show. First, though, Mo, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready for the weekend. Um, Friday night football. Like you said, Saturday football and Sunday, Sunday football. It's going to be a fantastic weekend of, of, of sports. Got off to a pretty good start last night, by the way. That was a fantastic football game. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. And, and I've got some thoughts on some things that were said on last night's broadcast. That's all I'm going to say. Because, <clears throat> uh, again, I've got plenty of it. Trust me. Looking forward to talking about it. But before we do that, let's take a look back at yesterday's scores. Take a look forward at this weekend's schedule on The Rundown. This is The Rundown. The Friday Rundown is brought to you by Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. The voice of the Blue Raiders also wants to be your trusted advisor in real estate. Contact Chip at 615 615- 542-1915 or through his website at shootchip.net. Chip Walters, proud to support youth sports across Middle Tennessee. I'd just like you to know today you were an anonymous Wolverine. Didn't know you were a Michigan fan. That's why you're anonymous. Yeah. Um, Jim Harbaugh would like to be an anonymous Wolverine. Probably. Yeah. But, um, there was high school football last night. Who knew? I, nobody. Was it in Kentucky? It must have been. I have no idea. Clarksville, though, shut out Hopkinsville, Kentucky, 42 to nothing. So, And then the shutouts continued in volleyball because all of these games finished 3 nothing. 
Okay. Middle Tennessee Christian over Battleground Academy. Friendship Christian over Clarksville Academy. Columbia Central over Shelbyville and football teams hoping to repeat that tonight. <laughs> Eagleville downs Fayetteville. Gallatin over Beach Community downs Giles County. Harpeth winners over Cheatham County. Spring Hill falls to Lincoln County while Rockville defeated Riverdale. Oakland over Seagull. Stewart's Creek against uh, with a win over Smyrna. And Providence Christian over University School of Nashville. Again, all of those were 3 nothing victories. Girls soccer tried to pick up where volleyball left off. <laughs> Oakland with a 4 nothing win over Blackman. Clarksville Academy with a 9 nothing win over Ezell Harding. Liberty Creek couldn't keep it up, defeating Clarksville Northeast 7-1. Rossview defeating Clarksville Northwest 7-1. Columbia, seven <laughs> with a, uh, Columbia Central with a 3-1 win over Shelbyville. Again, but football team trying to complete that swing. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Harpeth, four. Creekwood, nothing. Davidson Academy, nine. Antioch, nothing. Donaldson Christian, nine. Friendship Christian, nothing. Ooh. Russellville, Kentucky with a 2-1 win over East Robertson. Franklin defeated Brentwood, four, nothing. It was Franklin Road Academy, nine. Middle Tennessee Christian, nothing. Murfreesboro Central with a nine, nothing win over Dallas County. Good Pasture defeated John Overton, not four, nothing. Macon County with a 10-1 win over Greenbrier. Mount Juliet and Green Hill played to a 1-1 draw. McGavick blank Kenwood, 7-0. Lebanon and Laverne played to a 3-3 draw. It was Lawrence County, 10. Marshall County, 1. Martin Luther King, 3. Lawson, nothing. Nashville Christian, 9. Independence Academy, nothing. Ravenwood, 1. Nolansville, nothing. Page with a 3-1 win over Independence. Pope Prep, 3. Christ Presbyterian, nothing. Portland 7, Logan County, Kentucky 1, Cullioka with a 2-1 Wilson Central and Smarter played a 1-1 draw. It was Cincinnati Academy 7, Hillsborough 1. Hunters Lane doubled up Stem Academy 4-2. Stewart's Creek with a 4-0 win over Cookville. Summit 6, Centennial 2. Ballard Collegiate 8, Cane Ridge 1. Spring Hill with the one nothing win over Warren County, Cheatham County nine, Waverly nothing, Merrill High three, White House nothing, and Cascade eight, Zion Christian one. Major League Baseball action yesterday. The Braves down the Cardinals to avoid a sweep. Eight to five, the final score there. The Dodgers also avoid the sweep in Miami with a 10 nothing win over the Miami Marlins. Diamondbacks took care of the Cubs 6 2. In minor league play, it was walk off fashion for the Nashville Sounds as they erase a six run deficit. To beat the Memphis Redbirds seven to six. WNBA played the New York Liberty down to LA ninety six to eighty nine. High school football action tonight. All of these games kick at seven p.m. Lipscomb Academy is well. Okay. Seven p.m. local time. Seven p.m. local time. Mm -hmm. Lipscomb Academy is at Baylor, which means six p.m. Central. Portland is at Beach. That's an interesting game. Henry County is at Brentwood. Cane Ridge welcomes Hillsborough. Rossview is at Clarksville Northwest. Collinwood welcomes Eagleville, while Shelbyville will be at Columbia Central. Columbia Academy plays host to Huntingdon. Leather is at Cookville. Montgomery Bell Academy at Cross Presbyterian. Battleground Academy at Davidson Academy. Donaldson Christian hosting Providence Christian. And Gallatin is at Dickson County. Also, Knoxville Catholic is at Innsworth. Cornersville is at Ezell Harding. Fairview hosting Richland. Brentwood Academy goes to Father Ryan. Franklin hosting Independence. Riverdale traveling to Germantown. Franklin Road Academy is a good pasture. Grace Christian of Franklin hosting Friendship Christian. Greenbrier hosting Marshall County. Wilson Central goes to Green Hill. 
Tennessee heat is at Grundy County. Mount Pleasant travels to Harpeth. Hunter Lane. Now, what did Mark North say? I think this there, game is at Hendersonville. At Hendersonville. Yes. Hunter's Lane is at Hendersonville mm. tonight. Westmoreland's at Jackson County. Centennial travels to Lawson. Joe Burns hosting Gordonsville. Clarksville Northeast is at Kirkwood. Jackson County is at Lawrence County in the Cowbell game. East Nashville goes to Maplewood. McGavick hosting Overton. Clarksville Academy goes to Middle Tennessee Christian. Creekwood is at Montgomery Central. And Glencliff is at Nolansville. Again, all of those games are also at 7 o'clock. Continuing football action tonight. Oakland welcomes Antioch. Laverne is at Page. Pearl Cone plays host to Pure Academy on that brand-new turf. Red Bulling Springs is at home against Mount Juliet Christian. Coffee County goes to Siegel, while Smyrna is at home against Ravenwood. Station Camp's at Springfield, while Lincoln County is at Spring Hill. Rockville goes to Stewart's Creek. Stratford at home against Liberty Creek, and Summertown will be welcoming Loretto. Whitehead's at Summit. East Robertson's at Sycamore. Republic is at Trousdale County. Mount Jewel will be at Warren County. Watertown welcomes DeKalb County. Webb School's at home against Pope Prep. Kenwood uh, at West Creek. White Creek is at White House. And White House Heritage hosts Cheatham County. NTSIAA eight-man action. Zion Christian will be on the road at Community Christian. In volleyball action tonight, Mount Pleasant travels to Marshall County at the In the Rocky Top Classic over in Gatlinburg this weekend, Mid-State teams participating include Beach, Murfreesboro Central, Clarksville Christian, Collinwood, Columbia Central, Dixon County, Eagleville, Lebanon, Montgomery Central, Northeast, Station Camp, Summertown. And Summerton Christian. Which is not a Middle Tennessee. They area. are not, but I had to put it in there because why is how my alma mater got to, to, to the Rocky Top Classic, I'll never know. But I hope they run into some Middle Tennessee teams while they're there. That would be cool. It's it's a destination event. It is. I it guess. is. But but trust me when I say that Summerton Christian volleyball is not exactly high level. <laughs> so should be interesting. <laughs> Proceed with caution, Lady <laughs> Eagles. Um, Saturday, Grace Christian of Franklin is at Providence Christian. That's an eleven o'clock start. In girls soccer action, five thirty this evening. STEM Academy is at Hillsborough. And in the Smoky Mountain Cup, which I believe is also in Gatlinburg. Mm -hmm. Wow. Beach, Fairview, Father Ryan, Franklin Christian, Grace Christian of Franklin, Merrill Hyde, Siegel, Station Camp, University School of Nashville, West Creek, Hume Fog, Providence Christian. I assume uh, no Summerton Christian. No Summerton Christian. I, I, I'm curious if anyone has tried to get a hotel room in Gatlinburg this week. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Major League Baseball action this weekend. Series R. Pittsburgh is at Atlanta. Arizona is at Wrigley Field against the Cubs. St. Louis goes to Cincinnati. Miami is at Yankee Stadium, taking on the Yankees. And San Diego goes to Houston. And Minor League Baseball this weekend. Memphis and the Sounds continue their six-game series at First Horizon Park. NFL action on Sunday. Noon on CBS, you can see the Titans open their season at the New Orleans Saints in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. College football action Saturday, again, 10 o'clock in the morning. Understand, 10 o'clock in the, the morning. Break, breakfast or brunch, at least. Brunch with the Commodores. Vanderbilt is at Wake Forest. You know, Nashville is kind of a brunch city now, so this is perfect. 
let's just be honest. It's 10 a.m. Central Time on the ACC Network, which you can likely see if you have an ESPN Plus uh, subscription. If you don't have an ESPN Plus subscription, you can't watch any of these games because Tennessee is hosting Austin P at 4 o'clock on ESPN Plus. UAB is at Georgia, Georgia Southern at 5 p.m. on ESPN Plus. Jacksonville State at Coastal Carolina at 6 p.m. on ESPN Plus. Also at 6 is Middle Tennessee State at Missouri on ESPN Plus and Tennessee State can't watch them anyway. They're at home, though, against Arkansas Pine Bluff at 6 p.m. But if you want to watch it, you're going to have to go to, I assume, the hole, because I can't imagine they're playing at Nissan State. Well, I know. I'm sorry. The Titans are on the road. They're probably at Nissan Stadium. So, anyway, WNBA action tonight. All of these games are on ION at 6 p.m. Indiana is at Connecticut. Atlanta is at Washington. At 7, Minnesota travels to Chicago. Also at 7, Dallas welcomes the Seattle Storm. And at 9 o'clock in the nightcap, the Phoenix Mercury hosts the Las Vegas Aces. On Sunday at noon, Dallas is at Atlanta and Minnesota is at Indiana. Also at noon, but on NBA TV, New York hosts Washington. And on CBS Sports Network, it's Chicago at Connecticut at noon. At 2 o'clock on ESPN. Do you got something? Go ahead. Okay. At 2 o'clock on ESPN2, Phoenix is at Las Vegas, and on ESPN3 at 2 o'clock, it's L.A. at Seattle. TSU Arkansas Pine Bluff is neither at the hole nor at Nissan Stadium because it's the Southern. Oh, it's the Southern. And it's at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. Sorry, you know, Arkansas Pine Bluff, I didn't think, oh, that's probably it in Memphis because I just don't associate Arkansas Pine Bluff, but that's you're exactly right. It is at the Liberty Bowl. Well, I mean, if, if I'm wrong, then so is TSU Tigers. Well, no, you, and, and <laughs> us, you know, we've talked about it a, a bunch. I just completely yeah. slipped my mind that, that that would be the Southern Heritage Classic. So there you go. There you go. That is it's Arkansas Pine Bluff and Tennessee State in Memphis. Go check it out. That's your rundown. Stories brought to you by Piggly Wiggly and Neely's Mill Shopping Center here in Columbia. Fresh hand-cut meats daily, great produce, and of course that deli meat and vegetables. Make sure to go get your uh, meat, meat and two, meat and three, a pint of cobbler, and you can thank me later. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll tell you. Top story, Mo, last night, um, the Detroit Lions aptly here stunned the defending Super Bowl champ chefs, <laughs> the Chiefs, uh, you know, and and Mike Tarico said something on the broadcast that this somehow has an asterisk by it because Travis Kelsey didn't play. To which I would say, does every loss the Titans have had over the last two years have an asterisk? Because they're missing one player. The Titans were missing 40. Uh, there's no such thing as an asterisk in the NFL and professional sports. I mean, hey, they're the ones who kept running Kadarius Tony out there. That's all I'm saying. While Justin Ross was not. He caught his only target. I mean, yeah, that's, I, don't, I don't know why Kansas City or anyone else needs 
needs national broadcasters apologizing for him. I mean, you play with who you play with and you take whatever results you get. Just ask Mike Brable, like you said. I mean, that's I did not hear that. And I'm glad I didn't because I probably would have just imploded. Yeah, no, there's no asterisks. No Detroit won. And, and here's the thing. It, I mean, sure. Kansas City was not playing with a full with a full with their full complement of talent. And and they certainly they certainly didn't play well in the wide receiver position. But even if even if Travis Kelsey had been in the game, I mean he would not couldn't. have had he would not have had all those targets that went to Kadarius Tony. No. God, he was awful. Uh, the third down or was it third down or fourth down on the crossing route that was, he dropped. Which it wasn't. I don't think that was his fault. Well, I think that. I think Mahomes there were two guys in the. Well, there were two guys in the same place on one play early. That was, that was the crossing route late yeah. in the game. Yeah, I'm talking about. But I mean, it's not like he dropped one ball. No, he dropped like four, and one turned into a pick six. I mean, the ball went through his hands into mm -hmm. Brian Branch's, and Branch took it to the house. Yeah, and I'm sure Brent said thank you yeah, as he oh, went by. Absolutely, because you know. Appreciate you, bro. Alabama and Florida have no love. There's no doubt there. But, you know, it, they couldn't protect Patrick Mahomes at all. Yeah, and, and I thought about, you know, one of Mike Vrabel's truisms, you, you have to affect the quarterback. And, you know, with, um, with Kansas City missing Chris Jones as well, I thought Detroit did a much better job of affecting Patrick Mahomes than the Chiefs did of affecting um, Jared Goff throughout the game. Oh, I don't, I don't think there's any question. And and that's the – look. And this, I mean, I feel like the, the, the worse the quarterback, the more you have to affect it. Yeah, you can't let anybody get comfortable. Right. And, and, and I feel like Kansas City – under normal circumstances, would have had a chance to rattle Jared Goff and were unable to do so. And Mahomes, while he throws the ball well on the move, had to do so a lot. And you wonder how much that affects the ball. Oh, sure, when you can't set your feet. Yeah, I mean, and, and when you're wondering about whether you're going to get hit from behind as you're throwing, which he almost did on a couple of occasions, like yeah, a lot of folks talking about how Aiden Hutchinson didn't, you know, didn't have a sack, and and his hurries were uh, like that. Okay, not okay. having he didn't a, have a sack, not having a sack against Patrick Mahomes, still getting him out of the pocket is important, and, and he affected the game in a a lot of different ways. I thought that he had one of the better games. You know, of his career, obviously last year being a rookie, but probably the best game of his career last night, and, and he kind of put himself on the map. And I think a lot of Detroit Lions put themselves on the map as a whole, as well as individually. One of them being Josh Reynolds. Yeah, Josh Reynolds and Tennessee Titans receiver Josh Reynolds and Amon Ross Saint Pierre Saint Brown Saint Brown there you Pierre. Go. But I feel like they they showed a lot of promise and the NFC North might have just gotten real interesting. Mm -hmm. So we've got other things to talk about, one of which I guess hopefully we can get to it with John Bryce maybe a little bit in in 
our visit with him at, after the three o'clock hour. So we'll, we'll look forward to talking with him about this most recent revelation with the Pac-12. Uh, plenty to get to in that. But right now we're going to take a break. Milwaukee Brewers, number five prospect and current Nashville Sound, Tyler Black said to join us on the other side of the break. So stick around here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Back to the Lee Company studio. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yao alongside Maurice Patton here with you on this Friday edition weekend, getting you ready for all of the football action 
that will be taking place over the the weekend. Plenty of it, Mo. Mm -hmm. But you know what else is going to be taking place? A little baseball. It's still baseball season, as we have said on this show a gazillion times and sometimes have to say over and over and over because people don't realize that even though it is football season, it is also baseball season. Well, what people don't realize is it's the start of the football season. I don't know how they don't realize it, but it's the start of the football season. This We're is coming crunch down a stretch in baseball. So, I mean, what's happening in baseball is way more important. Football folks don't want to hear that. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> but to join us, this guy knows it's baseball season. Mm -hmm. Nashville Sounds newcomer, Tyler Black, joining us. Tyler, what's up, man? What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for joining us, Tyler. Hey, um, first of all, let's go to last night for just a second because you guys got off the mat from a 6 nothing deficit at the stretch to come back and beat Memphis 7-6, <clears throat> walking it off on a Monte Harrison single. But um, you had a role in that driving in, Monte, in the seventh to cut that six month of deficit to six two and you know kind of make things a little bit more manage manageable over the last couple of innings. What's it like being involved in a comeback like that? Yeah, it's it's definitely cool. Um, you know, baseball is a game where there's no clock, so um, you got to get three outs. You're never out of the ball game. You know what I mean? So uh, we knew it was going to come. We were going to make a run of it. Um, we were going to threaten, and it was just kind of keep on tacking on as much as we can and string good at bats together. And that's what happened. And Monte came through in the, uh, in the ninth. So it's definitely cool for sure. 11th walk off win of the year for the sounds. Now, obviously you've not been involved in all of those just getting called up from Biloxi here in the last month or so, but that's an ability that builds confidence for a team and, and you never feel like you're out of a ball game, I guess. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, like I said, there's no clock, so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta end the game on your own, and that's why um, I think baseball is the greatest game. Um, you truly gotta win that game, and you know, for us, like I said, early in the ball game, we were kind of getting shut down a little bit, and uh, you know, never stopped believing and just strung good at bats together, one pitch at a time, and sometimes that's all it takes. You know what I mean? So you can't stall, Chris. You cannot stall. That no. is that is one of the best parts about baseball. There's no question. Twenty-seven times they got to get you out, and, and it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, there, there's a clock, but there's not a there's not a clock. And you yeah. can't you can't run it out. <laughs> and if you do, well, it's it's a penalty. <laughs> That's the best part. So you know, but Tyler, this is a team that obviously is playing for a lot with the postseason looming and didn't have a great time out in Durham, but, you know, when you've got guys who, who feel like they're never out of it in, in the clubhouse, that's that momentum, that, that enthusiasm, all of that, you know, can, can permeate and then put you guys on a roll here against Memphis over the weekend. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and obviously it was a tough week in Durham, but I mean, that's baseball. You're going to have ups and downs and, like I said before, man, just taking it one pitch at a time. Um, 
every game matters. You know, it doesn't matter if it's down the stretch or a ball game in July um, when it's 100 degrees. Um, you know, it's just the same game. And I think the more we just focus on that and focus on one pitch at a time, everything's going to take care of itself. So. Nashville Sounds infielder Tyler Black joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Again, recent call up from AA Biloxi. Second full season of professional baseball after being drafted by the Tyler, how make it? Sorry, I lost you there. How do you, you're, you're a native, how did you get to Wright State? I got you. Um, yeah, I uh, just started kind of uh, playing baseball. I played hockey growing up a lot, um, pretty much my whole life. So um, I played baseball in the summer kind of to get off the ice. And, you know, I, I really loved baseball. And I didn't really have any big time offers coming out of high school. Um, I was kind of under recruited. and was actually kind of set on going to a junior college and Wright State came and saw me play my senior year of high school and uh, I went to visit, loved the place and you know the rest is history but um, yeah I, I uh, had a great time at Wright State. I can't thank those guys enough for what they did. For me, so. Clearly you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What translates from hockey to baseball? Um, a lot. Um, personally I think the big one is the hand-eye. Um, you know, obviously it takes a tremendous amount of hand-eye uh, coordination to play hockey. Um, so I think that definitely translates. And then the other thing is just like the mentality, honestly, um, just the competitive edge I feel like I have. Um, and I tell people this all the time, just to play as many sports as you can growing up, just because I think the more sports you play, the more it kind of intersects and you can take that mentality in other sports. Um, and yeah, and I just think the mentality for sure, the competitiveness. You know, as a skater and as a middle infielder, does the footwork, does does that help? I think so, yeah, that's another thing. Um, the footwork and then um, just like, I think the hand-eye is huge, honestly. I was actually talking to someone the other day. They came up to me, they were like, man, like I don't know what it is about hockey players, but those guys never like swing and miss. Like they always have good contact skills. And um, it's funny because Sal Frelick, who was obviously here for a long time, um, he played hockey as well growing up. So me and him kind of have that in common. And I feel like we have similar game styles like that in terms of contact. So it's pretty cool. No stranger to playing in this state, Tyler. You've, you, you played for Wright State both on the road at Vanderbilt as a collegiate player, as well as in the Knoxville Regional. Had a lot of success in Knoxville, as a matter of fact. So, you know, playing in Tennessee seems to be a, a positive for you. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, obviously, I love it here in Nashville so far, but, man, that Knoxville Regional was crazy. Um, I tell people to this day that Friday night game we played the Bulls, it was Probably the craziest game I've ever played in in my life um, in terms of just game style, the ending, everything. Obviously, we got walked off, and it wasn't a, the ending I would have liked, but, man, like to this day, crazy ball game, great atmosphere. Definitely, like, a thing I'll never forget, for sure. 
Now, you know, here in Nashville, coming from Biloxi, one of the cool things about uh, about the Brewers organization, they've got some great minor league cities. You, you, you've not had to be out in the middle of nowhere very often, and so that's, that's got to be a positive. But, you know, we talk about Nashville a lot. What does, what does the AAA level bring when you've got guys like Rick Sweet, you know, as, as the manager, but also you've got guys coming down like Josh Donaldson, who, who's on the team right now. That mentorship that, that you get at the AAA level, how does that – you know, get you prepared for when you ultimately, you know, get a call up or at least to the spring training level where you get a chance to fight for a position. Yeah. And I think that's honestly, for me, the biggest difference from double A in Biloxi. I was one of the older guys and, uh, you know, I came into the clubhouse and I was one of the, one of the younger guys in an older clubhouse for sure. And yeah, it's just, it's been great so far, man. Um, everyone's kind of welcomed me with open arms. Sweetie's been great. Um, all the coaches have been great. Um, but yeah, for sure, it's definitely an adjustment. Um, and having those mentors there um, has been huge. And honestly, just like learning from those guys, learning how they work. Um, obviously, a lot of these guys have been around the game for a very long time. So um, just especially for me, just kind of taking it all in and, you know, just learning every day and learning something new every day has been really cool. For sure. You know, Tyler, I don't I don't know if you guys put yourselves on a timetable or anything like that, but again, you were the thirty-third pick overall in the twenty twenty-one draft. This is your second full professional baseball season. Would you have expected to be at triple A this quickly? Did you feel like this wasn't quick at all? I mean what what's your read on how how you've gotten to this point? Um, I definitely say it's pretty cool um, getting to this to AAA this year. Um, honestly, like I try to have no expectations. That's one thing I really focus on, especially in the minor leagues. There's just so many uh, things out of your control. You know what I mean? So um, for me, that was a big thing coming into this year. Um, I got hurt in high last year at the end of the year, so missed about 60, 70 games over there. So this year. My main goal is to be healthy um, no matter where I was. If I was in the big leagues, if I was in double A, triple A, it didn't matter. Um, just wanted to play as much as I can. And um, by doing that, I think I put myself in a good position. And I've just learned a lot, honestly. So, Well, it's certainly a, a learning experience. And you'll get your opportunity to, to show what, you, what you've got to the big club. But obviously, you know, a lot of guys in that, in that middle infield that – are playing a lot. That being said, the Brewers kind of, you know, can kind of see you as a potential even outfielder, maybe even a, a third baseman. Is is that versatility something that you feel like will help you in the long run? Yeah, for sure. Um, anytime you can kind of play multiple positions to get your bat in the lineup, it's going to help. So yeah, man, I've played, I played pretty much every position. I think except short and catcher with the Brewers board since I've been been here. So I think that versatility is just going to help me down the line in my career for sure, just to play as much as I can. Being a hockey guy, I'm a little surprised you've not caught. I mean, did you play yeah. any goalie? Man, just wearing baseballs back there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> makes a lot of sense, man. Well, we, we are we are super grateful for, for your time today, Tyler, and, and, and looking forward to seeing you this weekend 
at First Horizon Park. There's plenty of exciting things going on with the Nashville Sounds, of course. Uh, tonight at 6.35, first pitch, it's Fox 17 Fireworks, which is my favorite night of the week, of course. But also, this weekend is First Responders Weekend, September 9th and 10th. All first responders are being celebrated. Uh, you can choose between a uh, – you can get a 5K and game ticket uh, with a special promotion, so make sure to to, to get out and – Enjoy this weekend at First Horizon Park. Sunday's game is at 2.05, just FYI. While tomorrow also at 6.35. Again, Memphis, the affiliate of the St. Louis Cardinals. So, of course, Braves fans can get out and root against the Redbirds, even if you don't want to root for the Sounds. It's a lot, it's, we've got something for everyone at First Horizon Park. And, Tyler, again, looking forward to seeing you and and – uh, good luck this weekend. Get us, get us a couple dubs so we can get back into this playoff race. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks, Tyler. I want to mention before we get out of this segment, um, Tyler mentioned Rick Sweet, the, the Sounds manager. Last night, well, yesterday was his birthday, first oh, wow. of all, 71. Happy birthday, Sweet. And celebrated with that comeback victory, making him – the second winningest Nashville Sounds manager was with his 310th Sounds victory, um, passing former Sounds manager Rick Rennick, who had 309, according to this release from 1993 to 96. And I'm not sure who the all-time leader is because it's not in here. But congrats to Rick. 310 sounds victories, number two all time. Pretty big deal. Okay. Looking to add to that tonight and this weekend. And what do we got? We got one more home series after this. Is that right? That's correct. And I believe it is against Jacksonville, the Jumbo, the Jumbo Shrimp. Shrimp. There we go. Yeah. So, um, they go out next week before coming back for that final week of the season. They are at Charlotte starting Tuesday, and then, yeah, like you said, come back for Jacksonville starting on the 19th. So, All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue talking baseball because it's still baseball season with Braves Chatter right after this on Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. 
Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731 and schedule your tour today. Did you know that up to 80% of us will experience back or neck pain during our lifetime? Many of you are offered surgery or addictive pain pills to relieve your chronic pain. At the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, Chronic Pain Relief, we have been leading the way to better health, naturally, and have helped tens of thousands of people right here in Middle Tennessee for the past 30 years. I came to Dr. Gill about 10 years ago after my local doctors recommended surgery. I knew about Dr. Gill and wanted to see if he could help me. 10 years later, I am pain-free, no surgery, and no pain pills. Surgery is scary, and over 40% of all back surgeries fail, creating a cycle of surgery and pills. There is a safer solution to your chronic pain. Make the call to the Dr. Gill Center for Back Neck Chronic Pain Relief today and get your life back. This office visit is normally $299, but call today and receive your initial consultation report of finding for just $49. But hurry, this offer won't last long. Call 615-768-8743. That's 615-768-8743. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service, and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. September 8, 2011. In the second game of a doubleheader, Julio Tehran works five and a third innings and allows one earned run on five hits to earn his first major league victory, improving to one and one with the Braves' 5-1 win over the host Mets. The victory gave Atlanta a sweep of the twin bill as rookie Mike Miner got the decision in a 6-5 win in the opener. The Mets started rookies Chris Swindon and Dylan Gee marking the first time four rookies had started on the mound in the doubleheader since 1965. The Braves extended their wildcard lead to seven and a half games with the sweep. That was this day in Braves history. All the Middle Tennessee connections. We got Nashville Sounds legend Julio Tehran. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Chapel Hills, Mike Miner. It's just, uh, we're, we're out here just giving you all the Middle Tennessee. All, all we needed was for Dan Ugla to have had a big game. Right. <laughs> it would have been. Hey, before we get too far from that sounds segment, I just want to mention, um, again, Rick Sweet moving into second place all time in managerial victories. 
all-time leader in that category is Trent Jewett, who from 2000, well, from 98 to 2000, and then from 2003 to 2004, two stints, won 320 games. So Sweet's got a shot. Now, they'd have to do something really special here over this last two and a half weeks. He's but at he three could possibly end the year, huh? He's at three ten. He's at three ten. He could, by the end of the year, be the all-time. Jacksonville series just became real fun. Sure. If you've got, yeah, ten wins in the next what? You've well, they got, got twelve. They got fifteen. Fifteen games. games. You'd have to win ten of them. Mm, that'd be tough. Boy, be I mean, they'd have to win ten to give themselves a chance in the playoffs. They're four and a half back of Durham right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and Lehigh Valley, who both are. So they got a little bit more to play for here over this last. Man, wouldn't that three be cool? Weeks. Yeah. Anyway, talk a little bit about the Braves last night. Huge win, obviously, for Atlanta as they avoid the sweep from the Cardinals <laughs> and did so with a lot of help from the two guys who well, three guys, really, who you feel like when you got to have a game like this, these are the three guys that you need it from, and that's your MVP front runner, Ronald Acuna Jr., your infield stalwart, Matt Olson, who's been the, in the, the MVP race. The major league home run leader. And your ace, Max Freed. Now, Max had one bad inning, but other than that, pitched very, very well, and – both Acuna and Olsen got it done with long balls. Gotta, gotta love it when, you, when something like that happens. It's a good night. I love the fact that Acuna announced his presence with authority from the first pitch. I don't know how he hit the ball out. Hey, you are not the only one asking that question, but he did. Low and outside Low and the strike away, zone. And he drove it. I mean, got his, got the barrel head down and lifted it right out of the ballpark. Yeah, and I mean, he he was not there for the sentimentality of Adam Wainwright, Brunswick native Adam Wainwright, making his last start in the state of Georgia. He did not care. Did not care. And we didn't either. If we if we had gone into that game with had having won the last two, I might have had a little bit of sentimentality. But that's... Ronald, Ronald didn't care if Adam Wainwright was from Brunswick, Wyoming. <laughs> it it, it <laughs> does not matter. He was he was going in there to, to hit the baseball and did so. He did it twice. Yes, yes. Had, had a second home yeah, run. Yeah, I think his first pitch and I think Adam Wainwright's first and last pitches were home runs to Acuna. Did he not come out after that at bat? I don't know. I think he did. I, I don't know because I was obviously I don't get to watch the Braves very often. And I was watching football. I'm sorry. I mean, I listen to the Braves most of the time. That's, that's where I get most of my information. But if I am at home, I'm watching the Braves. I'm yeah. sure much to Jody's irritation, but she'll get know, over it. We got four TVs. There you go. Now, again, Max Freed gets the win. 
Not without a little bit of drama in the final stanza, though, as well, Rossiel Iglesias. And, and, and what, what, what was in my text to you? It's all about closers in non-safe situations. non-safe situations. I mean, I don't know why it makes a difference. I'll never understand why it makes a difference, but it clearly does. What was it, an 8-3 game when you came in? It was 8-3 and ended 8-5. Mm-hmm. Can't pitch your way into a safe situation. So You, you cannot get, create you your own safe situation. No. Did not get the save in that one, but you know, did have – look – I thought Pierce Johnson pitched well, threw 12 pitches, struck out a couple. If he's uh, if he's going to give you that, which I know, again, it's the Cardinals, but they beat, but, they but beat again, our eyeballs they, in. Well, I mean, the they just scored days. 21 runs in the last two games. So I, if, if Pierce Johnson can give you that, and then, of course, A.J. Minner, same thing, 15 pitches, two strikeouts. And, you know, Iggy gave up a couple earned runs, gave up a couple hits, walked a couple guys, but he hadn't pitched in a while. That was his first and, time and, back on the And, on and the I ball. think that's why he was out there. It was exactly why he was out there. And so, you know, not having the, the high leverage, sometimes closers just can't get their get the mentality around it. So, look, I, I'm not I'm not upset. Glad to, glad he was able to get on the bump. And hopefully this weekend's a little better as the Braves welcome in the Pirates. The Pirates. They welcome the Pirates, as we mentioned earlier this week, without Andrew McCutcheon, mm, yeah. which is a little tragic. Yeah, you know, and, and again, probably won't ever see him play again with with the injury that he's dealing with. But, you know, they had such a great start to this year, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But now they're down Kutch. They're down, still down O'Neill Cruz, who's going to be out for the year. It, it's just tough. Um, That's that, unfortunate. I, I was really looking forward to, you know, seeing O'Neill Cruz for a full year and what he was going to be able to put together. The Pirates are 65 and 75 on the year, which is actually not so bad considering where they have been mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. And in their last 10 games, are 7-3. and three. Of course. So Braves <laughs> also 7-3. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they've got a 3-6-0 ERA over those 10 games. I don't think that's going to hold. Because Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to push for 40 home runs. He's on pace for 40 home runs and 73 stolen bases. If he gets 40-70. It's over. And he's not MVP. Forget it. Then then stop giving it. Yeah, it's over. And Matt Olson leads the major leagues in home runs with 46. He needs five home runs to tie the Braves franchise record. Just five. The guy that they're going to retire the number of this weekend. Tomorrow. Wouldn't it be interesting if he hit five this weekend? Uh, yeah, I don't know if he can do it by tomorrow. But no, he can't do it tomorrow. Well, I, I guess he could. I guess he I could because they do come in waves, as he told <laughs> Kelly Kroll, apparently. Well, and last night was his third straight game with one. Third or fourth. So apparently it was uh, – 
Let me go look. Did he hit I, one against the Dodgers Sunday? I saw a tweet that said fourth, but when I looked at his statistics, Did he hit game, one the his game log, I didn't see but three in a row. So I'm going to look at his game log right now to make sure that I, I didn't just miscount because that's very possible that I did, in fact, miscount. It is, in fact, four in a row. He had the solo bomb against L.A. Mm -hmm. in the 3-1 loss on Sunday. So, yes, four consecutive days with a home run. Had not hit one since uh, August 13th. 13th. And so. And now he's hit four in four days. And now he's hit four in four days. So, unfortunately, they've all been solo shots. Mm -hmm. Nobody's been on ahead of him. Yeah, that's um, it's a little, little disturbing. But still, it's nice to see the ball going out off of his bat. Um, you mentioned number 25 going up at Truist Park during the ceremony tomorrow. Since his departure from the Braves, 25 has been worn by, according to BatteryPower.com in an article they've got, Barbaro Canizares. Somebody wore it like Ryan Church. That I remember. Yes. Troy Gloss. Okay. Ron Fan Juan Francisco. Interesting. Joey Tordoslovich. Jesus. Christian Bethencourt. Okay. Cameron Maven. Tyler Flowers. Christian Pache. And Alex Dickerson. So disrespectful. <sighs> Yeah, you know, nobody wore 31, 47, 10, any of those after they were retired. Mm -hmm. Or after they, before they were retired. After they left. After they left, before they retired. Nobody wore those. But here's the thing. And, and I guess maybe, well... Maddox went and played elsewhere. I was going to say maybe it was because they didn't so go did play. So did Gladwin went to the Mets. The freaking yeah. Mets. Oh, yeah. Somebody would have had his number. Smoltz was there. Cardinals. Concerned. Yeah. And Red Sox. Well, Red Sox, fine, whatever. But a Cardinal. Those are the two teams we hate the most. Yeah. So. And nobody was wearing their jerseys. Yeah. Which I think Smoltz came back, didn't he? He, mm -hmm. he pitched. He pitched with the Braves again before. Smokes he came back. Yeah. Yeah. Now I don't know if that was the last team he pitched for, but he did come back. So I, I, I yeah, twenty five going up is long overdue. I, I just, I just hope something. I, 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 I hope Tyler Flowers doesn't come back and say, "There's my number." I, I hope he does. <laughs> Matter of fact, I, I hope that, I hope that, Turd lost. Tardoslavich, uh, Bethencourt. <laughs> I hope they just parade them all out there, and then and then Andrews last. <laughs> just it's a big twenty-five wave. The, the parade of yeah, the, the twenty-five. The twenty-five parade. Goodness gracious! <laughs> just let them all play. Mm. Oh, and the reason we're all this, here. This, this isn't for you guys. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Thanks for playing. Here's your great parting gift. Mm. We're retiring your number, but your name's not going to be associated with it. Sorry. Yeah. You know, they don't put the names up there. Though. We're retiring they just put the number, number, not your number. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and, and they had not – I don't think they had retired anybody else's number until Hall of Fame's 
happened? They, um, Andrew is one of two Atlanta Braves. Well, I know the other ones. <laughs> who will have their number retired without being a member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. I'll let you guess. <laughs> I think I know the other one uh, just fine. I'll give you a hint. Uh, but It's a single digit. <laughs> but you know what's, what's interesting about that is I wonder if if both of those weren't somehow trying to push the committee into retiring those numbers or into or, putting them into the Hall of Fame. It's like, hey, we believe they were one, some of the best players to ever put on our uniform. Mm -hmm. And the reason that they're both not in the Hall of Fame is for well, their decline after they were Braves. And Andrew has other issues. But that's been the big knock on Del Murphy is that, you know, he, he down the stretch, he's well, his career. He has 398 home runs. I think, what is it? Everybody that's got 400 is in? I think so. So, I mean, he, he missed a magic number, but he was still the best player in his era, or in, one of the best players in his era. One back-to-back MVPs. Back-to-back MVPs. So, I mean, not many people do that. And Andrew, you know, to me, for my money, Andrew, Andrew, whatever you want to call him. Andrew, what are you? Um, well, I feel like Chip or Skip used to call him Andrew at times, and I don't know if that was on purpose or what. I, but... For my money, best center fielder to ever play the game, bar none, including Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, maybe not longevity, even though Griffey didn't play, you know, much longer, but prime Jones, prime Griffey, give mm -hmm. me Andrew every time. I want Iguodala. That's what that reminds me of. <laughs> To me, he, he, he was the best in his prime. Zero question. Five-time All-Star, 10-time Gold Glover, Silver Slugger, uh, Player of the Year, you know, finished in second in MVP voting. Just, you can't, and again, Braves record holder for single season home, run. home runs. Well, for another few days. For now. <laughs> Anyway, I think my my feelings on Andrew Jones have long been documented on this show. They have, and you've even expressed them to Andrew. To yeah, Andrew knows. Andrew knows how I feel about him. So, and that's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. Have we got a lineup before we get out of here? Um, I've not seen one, but I've not looked so. I've not seen one either. This is a weird time for not having a lineup. But, yeah, because uh, we usually do have one by this time. Yeah. Marquise Grissom and fire up the Jason Grilly will be there on, on Alumni Sunday this weekend. And Saturday, Andrew Jones bobblehead giveaway night. Of course, will they retire his number? Should be fun. Man. No, no. No, no lineup. lineup which is intriguing. 
Also, Matt Olson, the Braves Award nominee for the Roberto Clemente Award, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Got to give him props for that as well. Well, let's take a break. The top of the hour Titans report coming your way with Terry McCormick right after this. Stick around. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yell and Maurice Patton here with you. And it's time now for your top of the hour Titans report with Terry McCormick of TitanInsider.com, powered by Zen Sports. Terry, what's going on? That's right. It is the Titan Insider Daily Report, powered by Zen Sports. The Titans uh, released their last injury report of the week. Uh, ready for Sunday's game in New Orleans. Uh, Trey Avery is going to be out with a hamstring. Now, the other two guys who are designated on the injury report, you can kind of look at the glass half full or you can look at it half empty. Half full, Harold Landry and Dylan Ravens both practiced fully today. Half empty, they're both listed as questionable for Sunday down in the Superdome. So, Interesting that they were both able to go through a full workout today. I think that trends toward the side of being able to go. That's especially important in the case of Harold Landry, who's coming off that knee injury and is now dealing with an abdomen, but uh, really is a key cog in that defense. Yeah, I don't think there's any question there that Harold Landry would be a massive, you know, a massive addition to that defense if he can play. Outside of that, it looks like, like you said, Traylon Burks, good to go. Arden Key, good to go. Uh, more rest for Hopkins. Got to feel like, though, that this receiving core is ready to go. Yeah, and I'm interested to see this offense because, Maurice, you were in the press box with me last year uh, covering the home games, and the Titans led the league in boring, and they need to uh, – figure out a way to open things up and, and have more ways to attack a defense than just running Derrick Henry into the line, you know, 25 times a game. While that's very effective, they've got to have some balance from Hopkins and Burks and Chigakonkwo and guys like that in the passing game. I think folks were so excited two years ago with Julio Jones that it's, Cautious optimism at best 
surrounding DeAndre Hopkins. Now, I don't think they're the same guy coming in here. But at the same time, I think you're right. I think you want to see some more explosion, some more excitement out of that receiver core. I'm, and I'm not sure that people are ready to necessarily buy into the fact that it will be. I think it's somebody you, you got to show us kind of. Oh, I agree completely. I think it's wait and see. I think everybody is hoping for the best and then looking at last year, expecting the worst and hoping that it at least falls somewhere in between, but more on the positive side of that uh, with this offense. And then the key to me really is, can they keep Ryan Tannehill upright in one piece and give him time to throw? That's uh, it's got to be the million dollar question. I mean, if you can't, then no, then it doesn't matter who's on the other end. I don't think. I think when Ryan Tannehill is upright and healthy, we've seen the results, <laughs> and when he's not, we've seen the results. And, so. and we still don't know who the backup quarterback is, Terry. But hopefully, we won't need to know. Yeah, that's right. Let's go ahead and uh, wrap up here with the old Zen Sports Report. Zen Sports is offering all the spread bets on week one NFL games. That's value. The Lions were able to pull off the upset last night, defeating the Chiefs in the season opener. What other underdogs might be good value bets this weekend for the opening season here for 2023? There may be some good ones out there. Go to Zen Sports and check it out. This weekend brings us Aaron Rodgers' debut with the Jets, Derek Carr's debut with the Saints against the Titans, and three rookie quarterbacks making their NFL debuts. Also, you can come meet the Zen Sports team and kick off the NFL season this Sunday at Corner Pub downtown. If you're bringing a friend, have them sign up with the code CORNER, and Zen Sports will double the amount of their first bet as a Corner Pub gift card up to $100. They'll have gift cards waiting for you when you come in. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and older and in Tennessee to bet. the dragon here. I saw it. What, but no, know. they don't. There's no such thing as dragons. I swear, I saw it. It had huge claws. Get out of here. It had eyes as big as the moon. Come on, I'll show you. Wait up. up. <gasps> Do you hear that? We're almost there. Whoa! Whoa! I told you so. That is a dragon. Tired of hanging lights every year? We get it. That's why Southern Nights is here to help. We install programmable lighting on your home or business so you can enjoy beautiful, customizable lighting all year round. No more ladders, tangled lights, or cold nights outside. We do the work. You do the celebrating. Call Southern Nights today and take the hassle out of holiday lighting forever. For a free quote, give us a call at 931-241-3074 or visit our Facebook page at Southern Nights. There is nothing better than drinking an ice-cold beverage while taking in a Nashville Sounds baseball game. Hi, I'm Stephanie Miller with Mornings on Main Street. The Nashville Sounds and Main Street Media Television have teamed up to promote Sunday Family Fun Day here at First Horizon Park each Sunday home game. Just go to your favorite Main Street Media website and click on Sounds Main Street Media Day banner to register to win free tickets. And then we'll see you here at the ballpark.
Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yamo Patton on this Friday. Again, college football picks coming your way here in just a moment. But before we get to those, we need to find out what we can about college football happenings this weekend. Yeah, we need to educate ourselves we, we, we about do, these fact. picks. And so I don't think there's any better way that we can educate ourselves, any, any better cheat code than John D. Bright's a football scoop. Um, Welcome to the party, man. Hey, thanks, boys. I'm uh, I'm looking for the other guest. If you're talking about cheat codes and uh, a college football expert, but no, uh, always fun to visit with you all, and uh, always appreciate the chance to join you. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to join us, and it is you that we are referring to, um, John. To continue a conversation we had yesterday with Tony Siracusa from the Last Word on Sports. Is Clemson done? You know, I've, I've been saying, honestly, since really last season, Mo, that uh, Clemson and, and Dabo Sweeney specifically is at the Philip Fulmer junction of his career. I've said this uh, earlier this week on our Football Scoop podcast, um, and you covered the, the program for a long time, Mo. You know what I'm talking about. He's, he's at a crossroads. He really is. He's been um, very set in his system. It's worked very well for him, but it has not worked the same for the last four or so years, and it's going to continue to uh, have obstacles the way that he wants to run his program. They've, they've not embraced the transfer portal, which good for him trying to win his way and not embracing the transfer portal and still trying to uh, lean pr primarily on high school recruiting. I love that component of it. But he's also sort of outdated in the way that he doesn't allow commits to take other visits, and if they do take other visits, then he considers them decommitted and they no longer really are welcome at Clemson. I think that's got to be reevaluated. And then um, he's not recruited as well. And that's not opinion. That's that's fact. They were a top five, top six recruiter for a long time. I think the past two seasons, they've been more along the 13 to 15 nationally ranked class. And um, you get exposed at sometimes like that to win at the highest level. That's <laughs> That is a, a, a pretty spot-on analysis mm -hmm. of the situation. Sure. And anybody who was around and paying attention to the Tennessee program in 2007, 2008, certainly would agree with that, I think, at this point. And we talked about, you know, Mike Krzyzewski refused to, to recruit one-and-done guys. Well, he figured out pretty quick that if you want to win championships, you got to recruit those guys. And he, you know, he kind of changed his ways. So I'll be interested to see if that happens with Dabo and, and where Clemson goes from that. And, 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 you know, I mentioned this yesterday, Tennessee being good and, you know, going and getting a lot of those same recruits because Clemson and Tennessee recruit the same areas. They just do. And Tennessee getting those big time recruits that they weren't getting for the last 10 years certainly hurts recruiting for Clemson. So, yeah, man. What a what a time to be alive <laughs> if you are if you're not a Clemson fan I guess or if you're a Clemson hater. Yeah, it's uh, I mean it's just changed, guys. And and look, Clemson also uh, capitalized during a lot of that run on, on Georgia being up and down. And now Kirby Smart has locked that down and has Georgia recruiting at an unprecedented level, um, stacking classes on top of classes that that rival the very best classes ever assembled by Nick Saban at Alabama, and that also makes it much tougher on Clemson. Clemson has um, been able to to poach Georgia for key talent during this run, 
particularly in the Atlanta area, and that's just not happening as much anymore. And it, I would also point out, uh, again, on the recruiting front, Clemson is not as good on the offensive line. It, it's been surprisingly just okay uh, to above average at a college level on the offensive line. If you study the the numbers, Clemson has only had like one offensive lineman drafted in the last eight years or something like that. And it's been really remarkable for Clemson to have had that much success and that those few offensive linemen drafted. Uh, and I just don't think Clemson is, is the same team in a lot of areas. And then Dabo Sweeney has made some questionable hires until he went out and got Garrett Riley. So there's, there's an indicator there that he knows he has to make some adjustments. Now the key is, is he fully letting Garrett Riley run his system and what Garrett Riley wants to run? The same questions that we're asking at Texas A&M, is Jimbo Fisher truly going to let Bobby Petrino run the show or is he going to continue to meddle? Those are the two most high-profile head coach to offensive coordinator situations that I think everyone in college football is studying this season. It's funny that you bring up Texas A&M because one of the other questions that Chris had for um, Tony Siracusa is who is tomorrow's A&M Miami game bigger for Jimbo or Mario Cristobal? You know, I, I think it has to be Jimbo. This is year six for Jimbo. This is when Texas A&M wasn't supposed to be a top 25 team. Texas A&M at this point is supposed to be an automatic college football playoff contender going into the season and playing for a CFP berth or a New Year's Six Bowl. And they've only done that once under Jimbo, and that was the abbreviated season of 2020 due to COVID. So I think this is game two of year two for Mario Cristobal. This is game two of year six for Jimbo Fisher coming off a disastrous five and seven season. They've had a number of players enter the portal. They've had to kick some players off. So I think that it's a much bigger game uh, for Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher than it is for Mario and Miami. And let, let's not ignore the fact that it's bigger for Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher because their schedule gets tougher than Miami's schedule from here on out. I don't think there's any question there. John, uh, some really interesting games this weekend, and one of them I think is is interesting because of the uh, the, the storylines surrounding both of the programs. Not necessarily that it proves to be competitive. It may be. It may not be. I don't know. But Iowa and Iowa State. Iowa – putting the 25 points per game, I guess, benchmark on its offensive coordinator. And and Iowa State dealing with – both programs dealing with betting issues, but Iowa State's starting quarterback uh, it, it has been, you know, relieved of his duties <laughs> on the team. Oh, and by the way, every politician in the presidential race is going to be there. This is just a weird game. It, it's absolutely a weird game. It's 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 an underappreciated rivalry, in my opinion, on most years, um, just because Iowa State has that uh, little brother syndrome, very similar to Auburn when it plays Alabama. Um, but Matt Campbell has done some great things at ISU. Kirk Ferentz is the longest tenured head coach in all of college football, um, but certainly they set offensive football back decades a year ago. It was like that. <laughs> It was like that 2008 Tennessee-Auburn game where you thought oh. if anybody scored a safety, they might win the game. And, um, you know, the uh, you can call Brian Ferentz the offensive coordinator or the nepotism coordinator. I think you can look at either one. But that 25-point that benchmark, I'm not sure I ever remember seeing that in a coaching contract. And Ed Orgeron had, uh, in, when he was at Tennessee and was 
uh, assistant defensive coordinator and recruiting coordinator. He had bonus clauses uh, tied into Tennessee's recruiting rankings, and he had a clause in there about how Tennessee also had to supply him with Red Bulls. But I don't think I've ever seen a contract that says the offensive coordinator has to score X number of points per game, especially going into a season when he was docked salary, and that's the only way he can regain the salary docked and keep moving forward. So uh, this is right, Chris. Tremendous subplots in this game. Now, do they have to average 25 points a game, or does he have to score 25 points every game? No, No, they have to average 25 points per game. But look, last weekend was Utah State, a game that I think Iowa was favored by 17 and a half points. Uh, They won 24 to 14. So he's already he's already behind the eight. He's already fighting from behind. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's already he has to score 26 26. tomorrow, or he's already two games behind. I'm just serious. This this is one of the greatest. Whose idea was this clause? <laughs> it wasn't his. I can tell. You. Well, it might have been. I don't know. Goodness. That's yeah. Just, wow. just crazy. Uh, John D. Bryce of FootballScoop.com joining us here on Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Um, John, what games are you looking at this weekend? And after you tell us if. One in particular isn't included. I'm going to ask you about it. So go ahead. Um, look, I'm looking at Colorado, Nebraska at noon tomorrow. I've, I've covered Dion uh, very extensively since he got to Jackson State. Um, I enjoy seeing his showmanship, or as I call him, uh, P.T. Sanders instead of B.T. Barnum and Bailey. Um, he's great. Um, I think if he continues to have the success he did last weekend, if he wins eight or nine games, he will truly fundamentally change college football um, because there's already more pressure than ever. And you will see more and more coaches um, follow that pattern of complete roster overhaul. So that one is a huge one. I'm actually uh, intrigued tonight by the Illinois at Kansas game. Uh, Illinois has quietly become something of a, a stable factor in the big 10 under Brett Bielema. Kansas had a breakthrough season last year uh, under Lance Leipold. Um, that game's, in Lawrence, they've got new uniforms they're unveiling. So for a Friday night game, it's a solid appetizer. Uh, obviously, noon tomorrow also is Notre Dame at North Carolina. That one carries a lot of intrigue for me. I believe Notre Dame can be a college football playoff contender this year because they have Sam Hartman, because they've got two NFL draft picks as their starting tackles, um, and they're really good in some key spots elsewhere on the field. But this will be their first test at NC State. Obviously, Texas and Alabama, that's a huge one. We've already discussed Miami and Texas A&M. Those are the ones that are are the biggest highlights for me. They're not the only good games, but those are the ones that I'm paying the most attention to. John, why are two Power Five programs playing on Friday night? I mean, the same reason that technically two Power Five programs played last Sunday when um, Northwestern went to Rutgers, and um, it's because it's TV. Look, it's TV. It's the same reason that there are now Thursday night games that are a fixture with the exception of last night because it was the NFL opener, Uh, but it's TV. It's money. You know, coaches like it for the most part because, especially if they're at home, um, because they get an extra week of or an extra day of rest for the ensuing game. They use it as a recruiting tool. Um, It's a chance to be in the spotlight. Look, it's no accident that Kansas is hosting this game on a Friday night and unveiling these new uniforms. They will absolutely use that as a recruiting tool. We'll we'll continue to see teams use these Thursday, Friday games as recruiting tools. 
I've got well, Illinois in the Big Ten it, championship game, so I, they may not want to use this one. I don't know. We'll see. I guess it just depends, though, on when your high school football plays. I mean, how much recruiting can you do when most of your recruits are playing that night? Yeah, I mean, that's that's absolutely a fair question. It's not going to be a great game for uh, hosting visitors unless you happen to be in an area that plays a lot of its games on Saturdays, uh, kind of like they do in the Northeast and, and some other areas of the country, uh, even California some and some in Texas. For the most part, you're right. It, it's cutting down on having recruits at the actual game. But again, it's still exposure. It's the only game featuring two power, power five opponents on television tonight. Those are all things uh, that the coaches and the recruiting staff are going to tout as pluses for being a part of that program or considering joining that program in the future. You said it, Texas, Alabama. Let's talk about it. Jalen Milrow looked pretty good against Middle Tennessee State. Going to have a little bit tougher test this weekend, all due respect to the Blue Raiders, who we love. But it's going to be a little different this weekend. And obviously Texas feels like they, they need to get a win to, to really solidify themselves. Yeah, yeah. And look, Texas probably wins this game a year ago if Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt. Uh, they were they were maybe 17 and a half point underdogs last year and were the better team most of the game. And I think that was a better Alabama team than what this Alabama team is. I've talked to some people at Texas within the last 10 days. Um, there's not overconfidence, but there's certainly belief and confidence that they can go into Tuscaloosa and win the game. The key thing that Texas believes, and I think this um, this isn't earth shattering or anything, but it's one of the elements I will watch the most. Texas believes now, I guess here in year three under Sark, that it is much better physically equipped in the trenches on the offensive and defensive lines to be an SEC type of program week in and week out. And so this is going to be a tremendous test in that regard. But uh, well, their physical stature is the phrase that I was told. They believe that they have, have much more uh, physical size and presence to compete with an Alabama and continue their transition toward the SEC a year from now. They better figure out how to block Dallas Turner is all I can tell them. <laughs> um, John, you mentioned right off the top Colorado, Nebraska, and you extolled the virtues of Coach Sanders. He's quickly becoming a polarizing figure in college football, is he not? He is, and um, I've, I've been asked this question, and um, certainly his pers persona probably rubs some coaches the wrong way, but I do believe most coaches are just uneasy about if he's going to have big success with that sort of dramatic roster overhaul, and I, I've made this point. It's not just college coaches. There are a lot of high school coaches concerned about the changes to recruiting and, and their kids being left behind a bit right now because of the transfer portal, and then especially – and it's not just Dion, and people want to just point at Dion. Let's not ignore the fact that last year TCU played for the national championship in the CFP and had a tremendous number of key transfers and roster turnover. LSU won the SEC West last year um, after they had finished the year before with 38 players on their roster when they played a bowl game. And so, again, they utilized recruiting, signing day, and the transfer portal extensively. And we know that USC did under Lincoln Riley. He took everybody he wanted with him from Oklahoma, including Caleb Williams. And then he went out and got Jordan Addison from Pitt, the top wide receiver, and he made some other moves. So people are singling out Dion, uh, and probably because Dion is so candid about it. And I give him a lot of credit for that. Uh, I wrote a story yesterday about Dion getting on the phone 
with the father of a player who uh, is in prison. And as they're boarding the plane home to Boulder last week after the win at TCU, Deion Sanders is talking to this player's father from his jail cell, from, from his prison. And um, he's talking about he had promised that dad that he was going to take care of his kid. And the kid is sitting there saying, you know, Coach Prime stands on his word. And I do believe um, Deion loves the attention, but I do believe he also is well-intentioned. Let, let me say this. I, I don't know if you if you have not gotten a chance to watch his interview with Joel Klatt, do it. Yeah. I promise you, you will have a different opinion of Deion Sanders. If you have a negative opinion of him now, after watching that interview, your, your opinion will at least soften. I promise you it blew me away, some of the things that he said in that. And I think you're exactly right. I do think his intentions are, are good for the most part. And I that being said, though, <laughs> he does have to win. Yeah. And listen, Matt Rule's a good coach. Absolutely. And Nebraska is a program that has been on the edge for three years now, two years in, in a game. Seven and 26 in one possession ball games. Yeah, since, like, yeah, since 2018 or something, I believe they, it is. Um, they ever get over that hump and watch out. Nebraska's scary. This is a game that they could get over that hump, and boy, what a jolt in the arm it would be for them to beat Colorado in prime. And here's oh, the thing. It would be huge. Look, I believe Nebraska should be 1-0 right now. I thought Nebraska was the better team last week at Minnesota and looked like the better coach team at Minnesota. Um, they just had four turnovers, including two – uh, really devastating turnovers in the fourth quarter when they led 10 and to three and then were tied and had a chance to go win the game. And uh, one bad call that took a touchdown off the board. Yeah. And uh, so, so that's a fair point. I think Nebraska will try to keep Dion's offense off the field tomorrow. We saw what Shadur Sanders did last week to the TCU defense, but yeah, uh, look, I, I made the joke to somebody the other day. What have you seen more of, uh, Andy Griffith reruns or Nebraska close losses? It's a, it's a pretty close competition, guys. That's such a – rainouts on TBS aren't happening these days, so there's there are fewer Andy Griffith reruns, but they're still out there. But, but there are more Nebraska <laughs> close losses, I yeah. do believe. Yeah, so um, at John D. Bryce 1, if you're looking for him on Twitter, and if you're looking for him, that means you're not already following him, which is your mistake. Um, <laughs> that's on you. John Bars, footballscoop.com. Man, we appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Always love visiting with you. Hope you have a great weekend. One quick more, uh, one other quick prime shout out. Uh, Dion's director of recruiting at Colorado is none other than Corey Phillips from right there in Nashville. He was at Vanderbilt a while at NC State. So um, he does have a, a direct tie to the mid state there. There's a lot He's of people. He's got two because former Vanderbilt assistant. Um, Darius Darden Box is out there on his staff as well. He's yeah, a exactly. Vandy assistant, former Vandy linebacker. Yeah. Played his high school ball at Pearl Cone. Corey played at Father Ryan. So, yeah, a couple of Middle Tennessee ties out there with Coach Sanders. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. That's a good Absolutely, point. boys. Have a great weekend. Thanks for the we'll visit. All righty. John wearing some master's gear that you can purchase somewhere outside of Augusta. <clears throat> You can purchase it somewhere else. That hat Augusta. you can. It's, it's, I, but, yeah, but you know what? I bet he purchased it at Augusta. He probably did. Yeah. He, he doesn't get the email that we all get every yeah, right. year. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, right. man. That's what it is. We've got 10 college football games to, to talk about and to pick against the spread. Some of them are 
ridiculous. There's no reason we should be picking them, but they're. But we are. But we are because <laughs> ESPN picks them, and it's the only way I can keep up with my with, with my personal record. So <laughs> stick around, and we'll come back to Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. After this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Did you know that up to 80% of us will experience back or neck pain during our lifetime? Many of you are offered surgery or addictive pain pills to relieve your chronic pain. At the Dr. Gill's Center for Back, Neck, Chronic Pain Relief, we have been leading the way to better health, naturally, and have helped tens of thousands of people right here in Middle Tennessee for the past 30 years. I came to Dr. Gill about 10 years ago after my local doctors recommended surgery. I knew about Dr. Gill and wanted to see if he could help me. 10 years later, I am pain-free, no surgery, and no pain pills. Surgery is scary, and over 40% of all back surgeries fail, creating a cycle of surgery and pills. There is a safer solution to your chronic pain. Make the call to the Dr. Gill Center for Back Neck Chronic Pain Relief today and get your life back. This office visit is normally $299, but call today and receive your initial consultation, report of finding, for just $49. But hurry, this offer won't last long. Call 615-768-8743. That's 615-768-8743. You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho-quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao alongside Mo Patton as we are getting set for the weekend, looking ahead, college football picks all coming your way here in the next half hour as we talk about 10 of the biggest games from around the nation in college football. 
And I bet we probably touched on a few of them in the last segment. We did, as a matter <laughs> of fact. Um, but that being said, there are several games that, that we're going to get into in this one. Mo, do you have your results from last week? I have Justin's and your pick. I have Justin's pick. No, I don't. I have the first three games, but I think you wrote them down. I did write them down. So if you want to uh, if you want to go back there, do you have the records? I do. All right. Go ahead and give them to us. Justin went seven and three. He missed on Texas. Texas did not cover in their 37-10 win over Rice. Ohio State did not cover in their 23-3 win over Indiana. And UCLA, whoo, UCLA did not cover in their 27-13 win over Coastal where the spread was 14 and a half. So, again, Justin was 7-3. and I'll take take those three losses. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. I was seven and three because TCU did not cover. <laughs> no, they did not. TCU did not cover. TCU anything. did not cover. Um, Boise State did not cover. They were a 14 and a half point underdog. They lost 56 19 to Washington. And Nevada did not cover in their 66 14 loss at USC. So. Justin was seven and three. I was seven and three. I was not. You were not seven <laughs> no. and three. No, four and five, not a great six. week. I'm sorry, four and six, not a great week. Four and six. Missed on TCU, Boise, UMass, Nevada, West Virginia, and you got hooked. And I would have been three and seven, but I bucked <laughs> I bucked the trend on Tennessee. Covering 28 and a half, took the Vols instead of going by the method. And thank God I did. <laughs> so maybe need to update the method. Maybe the method needs reevaluating. Oh, same thing on North Carolina. So yeah, would have been two and eight. Two and eight. So at least I at least I was I had Guts enough to make my own pick in two of those. This week. Sometimes you got to follow your gut. Yeah, sometimes you got to follow. Well, trust me, I will be following my gut this week. Uh, but sometimes it will also line up with the method. We start with Notre Dame, North Carolina State. Again, this one's at 11 a.m. on ABC. Where is this? North Carolina State. At North Carolina State. Well, it's on ABC, so it's definitely not Notre Dame. Oh, Otherwise, it'd be on NBC. <laughs> okay, and um, Notre Dame is the favorite? Person? They are. Seven and one-half points. Who's up? Justin? Uh, I'm going to go NC State. Pull out, pull out a little upset. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm with you. Only 16% of the, the general public taking the wolf back, but I got the wolf back in this one. I think they went out right. Me too, me too. Let's just make it a clean sweep. Go, Pat, go. Game number two, also at 11 a.m., this one, SEC Network. You can see the Fighting Blaine Bishops at Georgia. <laughs> Ball State, 
42 and a half point dogs to the dogs. 42 and a half. Yeah, this is, this is the tough one here. 42 and a half points. That is a lot of points. I'm going to go uh, big dogs, Georgia, to cover that. I think they get like 56. Like 50, 56-7 or something? Yeah. Hopefully. I actually think that's going to be the score. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the score is going to be, but I feel pretty confident that UGA will beat the Fighting Blaine Bishops by at least 43. All right. Georgia, it is. Here we go. The Hawk Trophy is up for grabs. Iowa. At Iowa State, the Hawkeyes a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Four-and-a-half. Four-and-a-half. They only beat the Aggies of Utah State by ten. At Iowa State? At Iowa State. No Kinnick wave. What you got, J.K.? I'm going to go Iowa on this one. No real reason, just (laughs) – I just don't think that Iowa State's going to have very much offense. I don't know what they've got with 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 the issues surrounding their their program. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, man, the ESPN analytics tell you that Iowa State ought to win this game outright. I just can't see it. I'm going with Cade McNamara and the Hawkeyes to cover the four and a half. I'm going with the Cyclones just because I feel like Iowa is offensively deficient. Challenged. (laughs) Challenged and deficient. Yes, (laughs) yes. Deficiently challenged. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm going with the Cyclones. All right. The running Rebels of Nevada, Las Vegas, taking on – the Wolverines of Michigan, who will be coached by like three different people. Uh, <laughs> who is the coach in this? This is the game they're doing the half and half. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So I don't know who the head coach is in this one, but it won't be Jim Harbaugh. The line that we're picking is 35 and a half. It has moved to 36 and a half. Uh, obviously, you know. We'll see what happens in with Barry Odom and, and, and the running Rebels. But Barry Odom and, and what was supposed to be Bobby Petrino. Well, yeah, and, and here's the thing. I'm calling them the running Rebels because they had four players combined to score five rushing touchdowns last week in their win over Bryant. Bryant? Yeah. Bryant University. The Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. Out of the Northeast Conference? Yeah, I don't know. I guess they just decided they needed to trip out west to warm up. Well, I think UNLV decided they needed to beat somebody before they play Michigan because they're not going to beat Michigan. They are not going to beat Michigan. They're not going to cover the spread. Okay, Justin? No. What's the the spread? 35 and a half. Yeah, yeah. Michigan didn't score that many points last week, so I'll go go with – then you're, you're going with who? I'm going uh, with not Michigan. <laughs> not Michigan. <laughs> UNLV. Yes. Okay. With, he's going with Grandmama. 
yeah. There <laughs> you go. They're, they're not going to be wearing uh, Converse, I don't think. <laughs> Who you got? Oh, man. I got to go with Michigan. I, I can't. 72% of the general public on the Wolverines here, but I got to go with them. I don't know how you don't, but Justin may make us all look stupid. He may make us look silly, as a matter of fact. Yeah. All right. Before, let's see here. We've got Tulsa at Washington. Huskies, 34.5-point favorites. 34.5. 34 34.5. So 35 is a win. Mm-hmm. What you got, J.K.? I'll take, uh, I'll take Washington. Cover that. Yeah, the problem here is that Tulsa's on their backup quarterback, even though he did complete 13 of 14 for 233 and three touchdowns last week mm-hmm. after after taking over for Braylon Braxton that suffered an ankle injury. Looks like, uh, looks like Cardo Williams will be making the start, but I don't think he's going to – be able to match uh, Michael Penix Jr. So I'm going to go with. <laughs> well, he didn't have to match him. He's just got to, yeah. Uh, there's, there's just got to keep him within five touchdowns. I don't think he's going to do that either. I'm going to after last week. I'm not picking against Washington. Washington can't so, do it. So you are taking the Huskies. I am minus thirty-four and a half. I feel like. Boise is a better team than Tulsa. And Washington beat Boise by 37? Yeah. So, yeah, let's go Huskies. Okay, that's five. That's five. That means we're going to take a break. We'll, We'll be right back, take a full break here, and five more games right after this. Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. With Lee Company Technology, the best handymen are hands-off. Lee Company Techs have been using visual findings and other smart technology tools for years to add transparency and virtually take customers along. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on a roof. With Lee Company, technology helps us help you, no matter what's happening in the world or at your house. 
you can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit NashvilleSounds.com to claim your seat today. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic service and our ortho quick walk-in clinic lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Jump. Before we get back into these games, we were just talking about the Pac-12 in, my, in Washington. We have not mentioned this, and maybe we'll get more into it when we can get a little more information, but... Uh, there will be lawyers. There will be lawyers, as we have said. <laughs> Apparently, Washington State and Oregon State are now suing both the Pac-12 and George Kliakoff personally. <laughs> That's funny. As his, as, That's particularly funny to me. As his uh, role as director and, and, and commissioner of the conference. And essentially, they are suing to retain all rights to any monies paid to the Pac-12 after these other teams leave because the bylaws state that notice must be given and once notice is given, they no longer have voting rights. It doesn't say, however, in the bylaws what method by which notice must be given. Therefore, Washington State and Oregon State are arguing that you have been announced as members of other conferences. That's pretty well noticed, if you ask me. We are all we, noticed. We noticed. <laughs> exactly. So, so here's the thing. This is this is wild. Technically, Washington State and Oregon State could change the bylaws to say. Only member institutions remaining in the Pac-12 may be eligible for, for for conference championships, and they would just automatically be in the conference championship game. <laughs> Put us down. Wouldn't that be something? Add, add that to the schedule. <laughs> yeah. That would be wild, but awesome. What are they gonna do? Kick us out? Yep. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, you're already out. We noticed. But seriously, we talked about how they could keep all of the media money, all the NCAA money, all the college football money. All, they, could, they could conceivably do that, especially if this lawsuit works. And I think they've got an argument. It's going to be interesting. I'm no lawyer, I mean, but I did sleep at a Holiday Inn Express last night. We know a couple, though. We might need to see if there's 
a way to, I mean. We might need to reach out to your boy Mitt, it, maybe. It, he would be good. Uh, there, there, are, there are some folks who, who would be. Who would have more insight than we do. Yeah, but I, I think it's really interesting. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this one plays out. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure there will be some sort of settlement that will be uh, advantageous to the beavers and cougars. Advantageous being the key word. Yes. So anyway, thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. We continue our pick them as we get to the back half of these 10 games with North Carolina, 17th ranked Tar Heels at 415 on the ACC network hosting Appalachian State. Cool. And as we, as anybody who watches college football remembers last year's Appalachian State North Carolina game, I remember texting you going, This is bonkers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it absolutely and was. And I flipped it over, and <laughs> it was, in fact, bonkers. Okay. So, North Carolina mm -hmm. is a 15 and a half point favorite over the Mountaineers, or as they like to be called, the Nears. You can call them whatever you want to, but you can call them losers by at least three touchdowns. I'm taking the Tar Heels to cover. I second that decision. Dang, I thought I was going to be in the in the majority <laughs> no, here. No, because as close as App State played them last year, and um, Mac Brown is already pissed off. Mac Brown is – oh, and let's talk about that for a second. So, Tez Walker, ruled ineligible by the NCAA. Some folks are saying, why not just play the kid? <laughs> Seriously, what, what can the NCAA do? They don't, they don't govern the college football playoffs. So, if, <laughs> if North Carolina was to be good enough to make a New Year's Six or college football playoff game, they could. They don't govern the bowls at all. Any bowl can offer North Carolina State to come play in them. North Carolina. Or North Carolina to come play in them. They don't govern them at all. <laughs> North Carolina could play this kid. And what's the NCAA going to do? Make them vacate the wins? We know what happened on the field. I, I think it would be the greatest move in the history of college sports if – if Mac Brown just said, Screw just roll him out there. Let's if, go. If, if he's out there on the field tomorrow, it would be the greatest move in the history. It would be, and it would be all anybody's talking about. It would be Mac Brown saying, "Players over everything." A recruiting crystal ball. Hmm. <laughs> Tell me that it wouldn't be the greatest thing you've ever seen yeah, in college sports. It would certainly rank. Anyway, I'm going North Carolina. As well. Either way, either with or without, <laughs> with or without Walker. Walker. With them, I think they win by a long shot. All right, Oklahoma, 18th-ranked Sooners at home against Southern Methodist of the ACC. Big ACC-SEC matchup here as uh, this one will kick off at 5 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Good luck seeing it. Um, the Sooners by? 16 and a half. I'll take that. I'll take Oklahoma. I'll take that as well. Brent Venables? 
This is your one chance. <laughs> I ain't picking you again if you mess this up. Don't mess this up. I got the Sooners. Six o'clock on ESPN. Of course, the one we're all looking forward to. Number 11, Texas at number three, Alabama. Seven and a half points for the Tide. Texas at Alabama. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. JK, what you got? I'm going to go uh, Crimson Tide. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, have to, I have to say it out loud because I know Pernell Knox is listening and he can't. Not so I have to say. Okay. To say. Okay. What did you What did you say? I got Texas. Hook them, baby. Okay. Hook them horns. Horns down. <laughs> horns oh. down. Texas is going to win this game outright. <laughs> I got, nah, nah, nah. Um, Texas is going to win this game. I've been hearing Texas is back for 12 years. Texas is going to win this game. Texas is not going to win at Tuscaloosa. (laughs) Six o'clock on Fox. Oregon, 13th ranked Ducks on the road at the Red Raiders of Texas Tech, who are home dogs, six and a half points. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Texas Tech here. Mm. Texas Tech did not look good last week against Wyoming, losing in double overtime on the road. That was a great ending to that ball game, man. I, I don't. I guess I turned it over there after the Braves and the Giants got done, or the Braves and Dodgers. Dodgers. Yeah, yeah after the Braves and Dodgers got done. Yeah, that was that was wild. It was fun. Yeah. Um, who you got? Oh, this is a great quarterback matchup, by the way. Uh, Bo Nix, obviously transferred in from Auburn, but Tyler Shaw transferred from Oregon to Texas Tech. Oh. So this is an interesting oh. an interesting game here. Shaw, Shaw finished 31 of 47 last week for 338 and three touchdowns, just the one pick. Bo, I think, is going to win the Heisman Trophy. So I'm going to go Oregon here, but – I, I think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. We have a local involved in this ball game. Tennessee Tech Center Rusty Stats is from Watertown. Okay, Watertown, um, Watertown. Yep, um, transferred out there from Western Kentucky most recently, and I think he was somewhere else before that. Maybe a service academy, gotcha. Air Force, I think. But um, all of that said, you have convinced me about Bo Nix. I'm going with the Ducks. Listen, I think at least I, in this one, I think Bo Nix is is much better suited for the Oregon offense in the Pac-12 than behind Auburn's terrible offensive line while he was there in the SEC. Bo's Bo's gonna he's gonna put up big numbers now. Whether or not it gets him a Heisman, I don't know, but I think he's gonna put up huge numbers. Staying in the Pac-12, and this one is Pac-12 after dark, nine thirty kick on Fox. Stanford at USC, 29 and a half points for USC. How many times have we seen this play out? 
It's been a lot, by the way. <laughs> this is the kind of game that Stanford does something stupid and puts USC on the map. I don't think they're going to win this game, but I think they cover the 29 and a half. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on that one. I mean, I, I think you're right in everything you just said. I don't. I think USC wins this ball game. I don't know that they win it by four touchdowns. Uh, yeah, by more than that. Well, well, <laughs> exactly. so, well I don't think they win it by four touchdowns, but only by twenty-nine and a half. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's too many points. That's, so, so we're all taking Stanford then. Is that right? Yes. You now, sound? here is uh, here is an extra game that. A bonus. We have not talked. We we we've talked about, but we have not. It's not in our picks. Nebraska, Colorado, mm. and this is a two and a half point line for in favor of Colorado at home. This is at Boulder at Colorado. Nebraska two and a half points at Colorado. The this is a one. They're saying that this may be the most bet game. In history. Oh, absolutely. Two. I can see that. This is a trap line if I've ever seen one. Everybody is betting on Colorado to win by two and a half points. I'm telling you, Nebraska is not to be messed Mess. with. <laughs> I'm, I, this, I, I'm curious. I mean, would you, who would you bet in this game? Who would you take at this line? I'm riding with I, Prime. I would take well, of course Colorado. You would. I think Nebraska's going to win the game. So you're going with Nebraska? I'm going with Nebraska. I think they're going to win the game, and it's going to be a really – it's going to be an interesting ride. Justin, did this you is, say you're riding with Pond? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, same here. But the only reason I'm saying Nebraska here is because it doesn't make sense. And they lost their butts, Vegas did last week on Colorado. <laughs> so why are they only a two and a half point favorite, knowing that everybody's going to bet on Colorado? Oh, you're saying some like conspiracy stuff. This is a trap game. This is a trap line. Uh, All the money is on Colorado. All of it. And and these lines aren't moving like you normally would to try to get 50-50 bets. Hmm. So why? What does Vegas know that we don't? Watch out for Nebraska. It's going to be a good night of high school football. Make sure to get out to a high school football game if you are so inclined. Big In fact, real quick. You will be at the Pegasus Cup between Loretto and Summertown. I will be at Lindsey Nelson Stadium for Shelbyville and Columbia Central. Lawson Smith will be at Spring Hill as the Raiders try to win two at, in a row. At Lawson Smith 15? Yeah. Or just follow us at MS underscore sports today. I'll be retweeting all of those in at, at Main Street Preps from across the mid-state. We'll see you guys back here at 2 o'clock on Monday for the Monday Mirror on Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. <laughs>